This is Nicole Whitney, News for the Soul, life-changing talk radio from the uplifting to the unexplained. Hear all of our previously aired broadcasts of News for the Soul online at newsforthesoul.com. Now let's get back to the show. First up today on News for the Soul, Natural Living with Michaela. Let's bring her on to reintroduce herself, her show, and her guest for today. Welcome back. All right. Hi. Thank you for that intro, Nicole, and thank you to all the listeners out there. I am Michaela Jones, MD, naturopath and integrative holistic health specialist with Living Naturally for Life. Welcome to another show of Living Naturally with Michaela. This is actually my one-year anniversary on News for the Soul, and I am so happy to have spent the year bringing you great guests and information on being and staying healthy in body, mind, and soul. It is through balance of these three that we can achieve optimal health and live a long, healthy life, which is what brings me to today's show. Today, we are going to talk about what other people call anti-aging. I personally dislike that word because I really um, so because we really shouldn't be against aging, but rather for aging gracefully and healthily. I personally am in my late 50s. Most people say I don't look that old, and they'll ask me, "What do I do to look so young?" And honestly, I just say I take care of myself, which brings me to today's guest. Today's guest is Deepak Singhi. Deepak guides people in reversing the effects of aging. Having spent many stressed out years in the corporate world and overcoming an autoimmune condition, back injury, and lifelong battle with obesity, Deepak brings a unique perspective to working with his clients. When not spending time with his family, Deepak is researching and staying at the forefront of emerging and cutting-edge health research. Deepak is a speaker, a writer, a podcast and summit host, and is actively working on becoming a centenarian. So, Let's chat with Deepak. Welcome, Deepak. I'm happy to have you on the show. I'm so happy to be here. It's so awesome. such an honor to be with you, especially on your one-year anniversary. <laughs> Woo. Yeah, you know, as I was putting the show together, it's like, you know what? This is one year. It's like time just flies. It's like, wow, that's amazing. So, yeah, I'm so happy that you're here with me on my one year. All right, so let's just jump right into it. So one of the re- one of the things that I like about Deepak, you know, I tend to kind of form a kindred spirit with um, with people that have um, kind of tread the same kind of waters that I have. You know, coming, you know, starting out in corporate and doing the whole corporate thing, and then you know, moving more towards health and wellness after getting burned out in corporate and all that kind of stuff. So Deepak, you know, you went through, you went a similar route. So you went from being a CPA to a professional coach. So why don't you tell me about that? How did that come about? Sure, sure. I'll give you the I'll give you the Cliff Notes version of it, of my of my journey here. Uh, so I was always I was always the chubby kid growing up. I was always the sick kid. I get you know chronic bronchitis and everything else like three four times a year like my entire life. 
at 18 years old, I was morbidly obese. Uh, was well over 100 pounds overweight, um, and you know that affected many things. And, and, and even as I got into again that corporate world as a, as a CPA and into my professional life, you know I'd still get like chronically sick like three four times a year, you know for four to six weeks at a time. So any type of progress from a you know uh, you know uh, exercise point of view or training point of view would just kick my butt and just push me backwards. But when a re- what really came to head for me was in 2014, my youngest daughter was just a baby, and I ended up hurting my back. I actually was overtraining, doing the chronic cardio thing, and maybe we'll talk about that later. Uh, and I ended up hurting my back. And uh, I, I couldn't golf anymore. I couldn't run, which I had started doing. But my low point, I couldn't pick my daughter. I couldn't pick up a 10-pound baby out of her crib. Uh, so that was my totally my low point, and I probably, you know, I didn't recognize it at the time, but in hindsight, no, I probably was in depression. I couldn't do anything I wanted to do, couldn't pick up my daughter. Uh, I like to say the Western medical system wasted 18 months of my health, uh, misdiagnosis, run around through the system, uh, ineffective treatments, you name it. Uh, I finally took matters into my own hands and found a modality, uh, PRP treatments uh, that worked for my for my low back. And uh, along with that, I started to make, I started researching and found, you know, just found the notion of inflammation in general and talked to my doctors and were like, will this help the procedure if I bring inflammation down? And they're like, absolutely. So for me, the biggest driver for inflammation was to eat better, you know, primarily through nutrition. So I made like, like cold turkey day one. Once I knew that, I'm like, I, I need to get back to it. I need to be able to pick up my daughter and be able to move. So I made those drastic changes, and that's evolved over time. But long and short of it is, I did end up healing my back. That took some time. But the last 60 of the 100 pounds I've lost just melted away in a matter of months. And uh, I, my autoimmune condition uh, basically went into remission. I haven't been sick in like eight or nine years. So, of course, people only see the outside, right, the weight loss. Colleagues, coworkers, business associates, uh, you know, start asking me like, "What were you doing? What are you doing?" I was like, "You know, read this. You know, here's a, here's an article. Try this." And after a while, I was like, "This is way more fulfilling, uh, helping people on their journey, so they don't have to suffer what I went through in my journey." Uh, so I, you know, started what we now now is commonly called a side hustle, but you know, back in 2017, it wasn't called that. So I, you know, started, you know, got got some, yeah, you're laughing, got some early certifications and started working with people who were like me at the time, weight loss, back pain. Uh, but as I evolved myself and what I want for myself, and like you said, I plan to be a centenarian plus, uh, people were drawn to me uh, of who wanted that type of, you know, maybe not everyone wants to live to 100, uh, but, and we can talk about what that means in a second, but, you know, people wanted a longer health span. So that's uh, how I kind of evolved to what I work on now with people reversing the effects of aging. But yeah, that's that's kind of my story. Uh, fat, sick kid, got injured, overcame it, became a professional coach. <laughs> yeah, you know, we all have our story. You know, it's like when I do this show, you know, each of my guests have their own story about how they ended up where they are. And, you know, although each story is different um, in the details, we all kind of hit that point where it's like something has to change. And so we change something in ourselves, which also leads us to help others. So, you know, so I totally get that. Um, one of the things you mentioned, though, was um, the inflammation. You know, as you know, that's one of my big things is that inflammation, inflammation, inflammation. Um, I try to drill that into everyone that, you know, okay, whatever's going on with you, there's an inflammation component. And it shows up differently for different people. In your case, it showed up, you know, in your autoimmune and things of that nature. Um, so, but there are so many 
different ways to to approach health and wellness and inflammation and dealing with chronic issues. Um, how is your approach different than most other approaches? Yeah, so, you know, many people I find with other coaches and even some, you know, uh, medical professionals as well, you know, and everyone, you know, you, you, they say you got to have your niche or get kind of, you know, play to your strong point. Um, you know, many other coaches, you know, they focus on one, maybe two different approaches. Maybe it's it's exercise and nutrition. Maybe it's, uh, you know, nutrition and sleep, uh, what, what have you. Uh, with my group coaching clients, I focus on five fundamental areas. And with my one-on-one coaching clients, there's actually seven fundamental areas uh, that I work on. So, again, and it's not so much about the education or knowing what to do in, one, in, all, in, in any one of these areas. It's how they integrate together how your sleep affects your weight, how sleep affects nutrition, how nutrition affects the sleep, how your nutrition affects how you, your movement patterns and how you exercise and your stress levels and how, you know, supplements can affect other things, and how these all fit together like a jigsaw puzzle. That's where I feel like I'm really strong is, uh, again, I'm, 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 I'm very knowledgeable in all those areas. I'm no expert in any of them, but I'm really good at how all the pieces fit together. And that's kind of my strong point. That's kind of, I think, was the differentiator for me of how I approach working with my clients. Nice, nice. Yeah, I, I often will joke and say I'm a dot-to-dot person. It's all about connecting the dots. So, yeah, so, you know, so I understand that, you know, quite a bit too. So uh, what type of um, people do you mostly work with? So tell me a little bit about your clientele. Yeah, my it, it, there's obviously a broad spectrum, and there's certainly outliers. But kind of my average uh, people, and this I don't know this is not how I market or anything like that. It's just kind of how people find me and and, and resonate with me and my message. Uh, I tend to work with slightly more women than men, and the average age tends to be kind of around 55, and men tend to be like a little bit younger. But you know. Uh, and again, there's outliers, but, you know, people who are kind of in their second half of their working career and they're looking towards retirement, they're looking, maybe they have, you know, their kids are a bit older, or maybe there's even grandkids on the horizon. And they're like, what is the next chapter going to look like? And what do I want my life to look like in the next chapter? They want to be mobile. They don't want to be maybe burdened by medications or, or any sort of ailments and they're, and they're ready and they have the mindset to like, I need to make change now for what I want my life to look like in 10, 20 years. So again, uh, I plan to be a centenarian. So with my age, I have a 60 year uh, time horizon. So, and then that's not for necessarily for everyone, but you know, people tend to have, like want to be able to think, you know, 10, 15, 20 years out. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so, um, what does working with you look like? I mean, tell me um, a little bit. You mentioned, you know, the um, for your one-on-one clients, the seven areas, and you have some group stuff that's, you know, five fundamental areas. So, is that part of your your working environment? Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, as it currently stands right now, this is basically <clears throat> two ways to work with me. Uh, I also do, you know, of course, like speaking and, and, and presentations, that sort of thing. But the, the, the main crux is I have a group coaching program, which is a 10-week program. And, again, we work on the five sort of fundamentals. So that's mindset, that's uh, nutrition, that's movement, stress reduction, and then environmental factors. Uh, so, again, it's 10 weeks, and it's enough that people can uh, build, uh, slowly start to build some habits that they can take away, what resonates with them that they can move forward with. Uh, so actionable items, you know, again, in a, in a short amount of time. Working with me one-on-one is a bit of a more of a commitment, both time and resources. I work with someone for a year. 
So those same five topics we can get in much deeper, much more individualized, of course, working one-on-one. Plus we add what I call risk reward. There's a lot of, uh, we make hundreds, if not thousands of decisions a day. Many are related to our health in one way or another, whether we realize it or not. And just to make people aware of like some of their choices they make and how they can, if they choose to do them, you know, how they can mitigate the risk. And then the last bucket with my one-on-one coaching clients is again, the advanced, you know, cutting edge technologies. That could be advanced supplementation. It could be wearables or other technology. It could be uh, healing modalities. Now I'm not a doctor, but you know, if somebody says, you know, my, my GP thinks I might need shoulder surgery as an example. It's like, well, let's try something else. Maybe, maybe it's PRP, maybe it's getting stem cells. Uh, so I have a vast network of uh, professionals like yourself, Michaela, around the world, uh, you know, kind of more U.S. focused, but around the world of clinics and, and uh, uh, regenerative medicine doctors, uh, you name it, everything in between where I can outsource to uh, as well. So that's part of working up kind of act a bit of a concierge in that sense. We also do advanced testing, genetic testing, uh, food allergy sensitivities, if, if needed. So again, it's way more customizable when I work with people one-on-one versus the group coaching program. Gotcha, gotcha. So um, let's. Uh, so my show is all about educating. You know, I like to I like to you know educate the listeners and and bring you know bring new things to them. You know, for staying healthy, getting healthy. Let's dive a little bit, if you don't mind. Let's dive a little bit into those areas. What what can you offer the you know people that are listening today? What nuggets of wisdom can you offer them right now? Um, you know, you um, I know you have a. Um, a freebie that we're going to talk about a little bit later that we're going to offer to the listeners. So is there something in there that, you know, you feel like you can, you can put out there now to kind of give people like a little bit of a, a little incentive to, to grab that freebie? You know, what is some, what is some information that you can, can, um, to give our listeners that can help them on the road um, to better health and reversing those effects of aging? Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to answer it a little bit two ways. I'll talk about the freebie and maybe in the second part. So I, I believe the first thing to start with is like the right mindset. Now, people say that all the time, but I really want to get to people's why. So, again, I'll just use myself as an example for a second. I remember how sucky my life was when I could barely move and I couldn't pick up my daughter. I couldn't pick up my younger daughter and I couldn't play with my older daughter. So I remember that. That is So my, my guiding light, my you know, North Star, my purpose, whatever you want to call it for yourself, is not actually to live to 100 plus healthily. And again, there's, you know, what I, when I define living to centenarian, that's different than what maybe a lot of people have that mindset of. But it's really, I never want to go back to how I felt then. I never want to be in that position where I can't play with my kids or my grandkids or whatever the case may be. So I like to work with people and help them right off the bat, identify what is that for you? And, and it could change, but what is that thing? Because let's be honest, most people understand this. Willpower is hard. If you're, I think if you're an absolute rock star, uh, maybe you can willpower through something for like a year or two. And I'm sorry, but most people are not. Most people can't do two weeks of anything. So, but it's, if you can really tie to some higher calling, some purpose, then that's a good start. So really get people fine-tuned with their mindset, their purpose. Uh, I call it the head and the heart. Uh, and then, of course, there's many things in kind of in that module as well. You know, there's, do you have the right community supporting you? You know, are you able to, you know, I'm a huge proponent of meditation. I'm a huge proponent of gratitude. Do you have gratitude in your life? You know, all these sorts of things. And then when it comes to, you know, the nutrition piece, I don't think there's one size fits all for anyone. 
Um, I think there's common, you know, foods uh, or, or food-like products, uh, if you will, that, you know, are, are a common stressor and a common inflammatory for many people. Uh, but there's no one-size-fits-all. Uh, so really helping people identify that. And I, I guess we want to take away here. So uh, vegetable oils, uh, number one bad thing. You have, your body has no use for those uh, at all. It's not even a, it's not a food. Uh, go back to more natural things. And, and probably if you go back to what your grandma or your great-grandma cooked with, they, they were not cooking with vegetable oil. So that, that's my takeaway in the nutrition piece for sure. And then movement. Movement is it, to each their own, right? Like not everyone has to run a marathon or ultra marathon. Not everyone has to, to, to you know, do a CrossFit or a, a crushing, soul-crushing spin workout. Like just go with what works for you. I think strength training is important, especially as people age, keeping that lean muscle mass. But just if you're just going off the couch, just start with walking. Just start with walking around the block and then slowly increase. Like, you know, meet, I try to meet people where they're at. Uh, sleep, I think, is super important. Uh, and there's a lot of, you know, uh, good sleep hygiene things that, you know, people have probably all heard this before, but it's really putting in the habit and the practices. And that's where people are going to be successful. Like, here's a takeaway, like, seriously, you do not need to be scrolling through Facebook or Instagram or whatever right before you go to bed. Forget about, you know, yeah. you've got blue light blocking glasses on. Like, I know this is a radio, like no one can see me, but I got my blue light blocking glasses on. Even if you have that, like you're stimulating your mind with who knows, God knows what, uh, you know, just, I call it the hour of sanity. Like get off your devices, turn off the TV, read a book, talk to your loved ones, whatever the case is, get ready for bed and just, you know, chill and get and ease into it. And you'll have a much better sleep. And, and, that, and we can, we know this, but we can wearables, we can track our sleep, but you know, all sorts of things. So that's, you know, there's some, 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 some easy takeaways there. So now, as far as the, the freebie, the guide, it's, um, uh, so basically what is it? It's a tracker. So there's some education around, you know, the benefits of meditation and gratitude and some of these things I've already said. And then it's a 30 day tracker. So you choose what's right for you and don't do them all at once. Pick one, pick maybe two that are right for you and track it for 30 days and start to build a habit and then go back to the beginning and try something else and do it for 30 days. And next thing you know, after the year, you've implemented five healthy habits uh, that are actually going to help you, you know, stave off, uh, you know, the negative effects of aging. So yeah, that's kind of, kind of what the guide's all about. Oh, awesome. 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 All right. Well, we'll talk more about the guide again at the end of the show so people can get that. So you guys don't worry about that. We're going to drop that link for you here in a little bit. Um, so let's continue on. Let's talk some more about you, Deepak, because you're such an interesting fellow here. <laughs> so your bio, so your bio says biohacker. All right. So I, this, this appeals to me because, you know, um, because, Coming from the tech world myself, way back when my first career was in tech, you know, I often will joke and say that I switched from um, computer systems to body systems. And, you know, and what is the brain but an intricate computer, right? So so the, the word biohacker, you know, means something different to me than it may mean to other people. So when I saw that, you know, that kind of piqued my interest. So tell me what... Um, does that mean to you? Why do you call yourself a biohacker? Absolutely. And there's a lot of definitions uh, out there, and, 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 and it's a huge spectrum when people use that term of what that might mean. Uh, what it means to me is using a combination of ancient practices and new technologies to control my biology how I want it to respond. 
So that could be using some sort of, I'll give a couple examples, could be using some sort of device to put me in a, my body in a state where I actually will sleep better. So I'm hacking my sleep by using some device that might use some sort of magnetic frequency or electrical current or something like that. You know, it could be using an ancient practice like meditation that's been around for, I don't know, five, 10,000 years, uh, maybe longer, to get myself clear-minded and actually have make better decisions. And then it could be the right foods uh, to get me in the right uh, uh, position, as an example. And this is, again, not for everyone. Uh, when I am fasted and I bring some exogenous ketones on, uh, my brain just fires and I can be very, very, very productive. I can also do that with some advanced supplementation uh, to get in that state uh, to be very, very productive and very hyper-focused. So it means different things to different people and it means different things to me, but essentially it's controlling as best I can with either ancient practices, some external stimuli, potentially technology to get my body, my biology to do what I want it to in the moment. Gotcha. That, that's actually a very good um, definition of biohacker. <laughs> you know, it's like these days there's a hack for everything, right? So, you know, why shouldn't we be able to hack our biology to get it to do whatever we want it to do, you know? So and so I like that you um, take a, a multi-pronged approach to that and that you keep it natural, that that's what, you know, that's what I and my show is all about is, you know, being able to do things naturally. So I appreciate that coming from you. So yeah. let's talk about Michaela, bit. Michaela, let me, let me, let me interject for a second. I, I want to make the point too. I talked about technology and, you know, advanced scientific things in my, in my sort of bucket seven that I work on. But ultimately I think it like, I love what you said. It comes down to ancient practices, which are mostly all natural, right? Breath work, sleeping properly, gratitude, meditation, you know, these are the foundational things. Like, again, if, if a client wants to, like, I want to live to 120 and I want to do all these things, it's like, look, are you eating properly? Are you sleeping properly? Do you know how to breathe properly? Most people don't, honestly. And it's like, okay, <laughs> let's work on that. Let's work on the natural, the fundamental, the ancient practices before we get to the, uh, the more advanced things. So I just, well, I just want to, you know, just clarify that. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. And it's funny you should say that because, like, even when I'm working with clients um, and I'm doing intake, one of the first things I ask them is, how are you sleeping? You know, and it's like, okay, are you sleeping all the way through the night? Are you waking up rested? Are you, you know, are you waking up at the same time every night? You know, so it's like those cues can actually tell you what's actually happening in your body, but most people don't know how to listen to their bodies. And, you know, it's like your body will tell you what's going on. Your body will tell you what it needs. But, if you can't listen to it, which is where meditation and breath work and all that kind of stuff comes in, you know, if you can't listen to it, you're not going to know what it's saying. So, yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, Michaela, and you probably, you probably, you probably get this a lot. I get that. I get this from people too. It's like, you know, how yeah, exactly, how well do you sleep? Oh, I sleep seven, eight hours a night. It's like, okay, is that how much time you're in bed or is that how much time you're actually sleeping? And you, and you exactly. prod them and they're like, oh, well, I get up twice to go to the bathroom. And then usually around three o'clock, almost every night, not every night, but almost every night I, I'm up and then I'm thinking about things and I finally fall asleep. It's like, then you're not sleeping properly. Like, <laughs> don't tell me you're sleeping right. for seven, eight hours. You're maybe sleeping for four. Right, right, right. Yeah. And it's like, and if you're, and if you're getting up, you know, feeling tired after you've slept, 
or what you think is sleep, after you've slept, you know, eight hours, something's not quite right. So, yeah, so, yeah, I, you know, that's a, that's another one of the things, too, is that, you know, um, I don't necessarily look for what's wrong. I look for what's not right. <laughs> you know, it's like what's not right, what needs to be adjusted. And, it, you know, and it's funny, too, that you, you mentioned breath work because breath work is one of those things that is often overlooked for a lot of people that can do, like, really great things for the body. So, uh, you know, and I'm just going to share a little tidbit about myself here. Recently, I decided to take on aerial yoga. I've been wanting to do it for a while, and, you know, and it's like, okay, you know what, I'm getting older now, you know, now's a good time to do that. Try something new, you know, get outside of my comfort zone. Now, at one of of my, um, my yoga classes, we had to stand up in the silk. Okay, which is just like something that was just like way outside of my comfort zone. So I'm holding on to these silks, and I have my feet in, and I'm trying to stand up. I'm wobbling all over the place, and I just could not gain my bearings or my balance. And my teacher says to me, if you're wobbling, you're not breathing. Focus on your breath, start breathing, and you'll stop wobbling. I took a moment to focus on my breath. And I, and I started breathing, and I was like, my balance returned, and I did not fall over. I was not wobbling or nothing. And I was just standing up in the little rope pretty much. So, you know, breath is key to a lot of things. You know, it's like when you're breathing properly, it changes the structure of your body. It changes the alignment of the organs, you know. So there is something to be said for breath work in itself. So, you know, being able to incorporate that along with other things just takes it to that next level. So, you know, I just kind of wanted to throw that out there for, for the listeners. So it's like, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I love that you brought that in. You know, and most people don't really realize it's like our nose is meant for breathing and our mouth is meant for eating and talking. Our mouth is not meant for breathing. We can breathe through it, but it's not, that's not what it's uh, uh, for. I love that. I love that story you shared too. I'm going to incorporate that. Not that I'm going to have my clients do uh, 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 <laughs> acro, acro yoga, yoga, but I mean, even when, when I have my clients always do balance work regardless of age. And that's something that I, I, I haven't, you know, I back to the putting the pieces of the puzzle together. It's like I'm going to have them do proper breath work while they're doing their balance work. So that's I'm taking that away from you. So thank you, Michaela, for that. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, actually, I have a balance board at home because I work on my balance too. Because you know, as you said, balance is so important, particularly as you age. And and one of the things on even on the balance board is that you can tell when you're getting into your balance when you start breathing because and and that's one that's one of the things that I do is that you know when I first get on the board I'm always wobbly but once I kind of center myself and I focus on my breathing everything changes and you know again it's just so amazing what something as simple as focusing on your breath and breathing properly what it can do for the physical body and you know and that's all about what I teach is like that proper balancing body mind and soul you know so it all has to be integrated and connected in order to have true balance true physically and you know um, emotionally you know to have that true balance 
and homeostasis, which is where our bodies are going to function optimally. So, yeah, so we have a lot of overlap. So this is amazing. This is great. So, you know, I can, you know, I can totally get on board with all this stuff. All right, so let's talk a little bit more about the um, about the personal side of Deepak. So tell me about your job, your dog, and your family's work with the shelter. That's very interesting. Tell me about that. Yeah, so I never grew up with a dog, and neither did my wife. It uh, just wasn't like our parents never were bought into that. And then as our kids started to grow older, they were all, of course, all kids want dogs, right, or cats or whatever, kittens. They were like bugging us and bugging us and bugging us, and we're like, no, 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 it doesn't throw their lifestyle. And then especially when I still worked corporately. Uh, but as I transitioned to, you know, being an entrepreneur and, and being a coach full-time and a few years ago now, uh, I guess right as, COVID was kind of coming to an end. A lot of people, of course, adopted dogs and all, all animals during COVID when they were home. But as companies started to call their workers back, locally, uh, a lot of the shelters got flooded because people had to re- return their dogs or surrender their, 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 their animals. So there was actually a call out. So my wife thought on the radio and the media, there was a call out. So my wife heard that and her drive home. She's like, well, maybe now's the time to see if A, it fits with our lifestyle, B, the kids are responsible enough, and C, that my wife had some allergies with some dogs she had been exposed to when she was a kid, if it would work. So we thought, okay, we'll, uh, let, let's, sure, let's, they had to convince me, I was, I was the holdout, I'll have to admit, uh, they had to convince me, so we said, okay, let's, let's try this, so we said, we'll, we'll foster, so we'll foster dogs until they can get adopted to their forever home, and we'll try three times all different, you know, older dog, a puppy, big dog, you know, see what might work for us. But we're going to, we're, we're committed to doing three times before we, we're not going to have a foster fail right, right off the bat. Uh, so we, we, uh, there's a number of organizations around where we live. So we applied with those. And I have to admit, I, I know, Michaela, you're in Texas. And so this is going to be kind of, sounds kind of funny, but I, you know, I swear it's harder to become a foster family than it is to get a gun. Like it was, it was like so much paperwork and interviews and everything like that. So anyway, long story short, we got accepted with a couple of places and we got our first foster dog. Uh, and then we, we got him adopted and uh, toughest thing when his forever family came to pick him up, like we all cried. We had him from, he was a puppy. So we, uh, and, and these are dogs that are usually found, they're rescued. Um, this particular dog, him and his litter were like found in a box, like in the middle of the woods, like somebody just abandoned them. And they were found, so we 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 helped you know uh, we had him for about 12 weeks, and then we got him adopted, and then we got another dog, uh, a bigger dog, and very high energy and everything. And we would have kept her too, but we just we don't have a fenced yard, and this is like a this dog needs to run. It's basically a hunting dog, so it it needs to run. So we're like we're not the right home, uh, and then we got a, a third one. And uh, super connected, my my older daughter and and, and this dog super bonded, uh, but he had some past trauma and he was very um, uh, scared or, or 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 I want to say hostile. That's not the right word, but like uh, he did not take to me. And I'm the one who's home most of the time because I'm an entrepreneur and I work from home. So this wasn't going to work. But we ended up getting him adopted. So we took a little bit of a break, uh, and then. Uh, I, what we found out after the fact, the la- this last dog that I just mentioned uh, was rescued from a kill shelter in Mexico, uh, and uh, our number of dogs were, and they transferred them up here to Canada, where I live in Alberta, uh, to, to be adopted. So what we found out after the fact is, is the dog we had last 
uh, and another dog, the female, uh, you know, mated in transport. And then a number of, you know, a little while later, uh, puppies came. So we were, t- we were taking this break, and, uh, and then these puppies were born, again, in the shelter. We're like, we're ready, we're ready. So, and, and we're like, let's just get a puppy. And my wife always wanted a black dog, and, and this one we had before was a black dog, and this was like all black. So anyway, so long story, we adopted one of these puppies. We found out after the fact that our last foster was actually this puppy's dad. Oh, so gosh. we didn't know that at first. So so we yes, we got him as you know just a whatever eight weeks old, and we've had him for just over a year now. His name is Dexter. He's a he's a he's a complete mutt, a mixture of, of everything. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and because I'm the one who's home, he's super bonded with me. So yeah, like you know they really say man's best friend. Like he's like literally the one I hang out the most with. Uh, talk to the most, you know, like he doesn't understand what I'm saying, but yeah, so we become a dog family and we've since, you know, when it makes sense uh, and it fits with, you know, our, our schedule, we continue to foster dogs or at least temporarily foster them when other foster families have a, an emergency or they need to take a break or go on vacation. We'll just take a dog in for a week and help out here and there. So we try, we try and do that a little bit and give back to the community in that sense. Oh, awesome. Awesome. I think it's very important um, to, to give back to the community, um, uh, not only because it, it helps us personally, but it also, uh, I, I think in order to be fulfilled and successful in life, which not only, you know, is about um, business and coaching and all that kind of stuff, but uh, but also being able to be part of the community and um, reaching out to the community and all that kind of stuff, it makes us more well-rounded and makes us be able to connect to people more, um, including the people that we're trying to help. You know, although, you know, doing the, the foster of the dogs and all that kind of stuff, on the surface may not seem that it's, it's, it's connected to working with people, but it really is because it, it opens it opens your heart up. It, it um, creates a, a spirit of community, and I find that people, um, you know, even like when I'm dealing with with clients, one of the one of the things I ask them, you know, is, you know, what are you doing to help others? Because I find that sometimes when someone is helping someone else they're less they're less focused on their own problems and what's wrong with them and all that kind of stuff and i think it also helps them to heal better when they're also helping others does that make sense i know it sounds no it sounds totally makes weird, sense but, you know <laughs> michaela can i share a funny story with you or you and the audience sure please yeah go so, ahead. so yeah. so this was this was last summer so not the summer that just passed but the summer before uh so we again we our dog's name is dexter we had we adopted him, uh, but we we had some travel coming up. But we're like, oh, we really want this dog. So uh, the, the the lady who was taking care of of, uh, of of him said she would you know hold on to him for a couple of weeks while we were on vacation. So we, we essentially we adopted him and then we went on vacation. So we only got like a few hours with him uh, before we went on went on vacation. But just those few hours, I'm like, I'm now a dog person. So we're on vacation <laughs> and I'm and and now once you have a dog and everyone you know it's just like. Well, as soon as you get this new car, now you see all the other cars that are the exact same as the car you just bought. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. I was like, now I'm noticing every single person who has a dog. And I'm like, I'm like a brand new dog owner who doesn't actually, actually have his dog with him. I'm on vacation. I'm like, oh, what kind of dog is that? Oh, and I literally would end up talking with strangers for like an hour about their dog <laughs> and then their life and what do you do and what do you. So the reason I bring it up is not only, you know, that 
giving back and socially, but like community, like I'll, my, I'll never see these people again. Right. But that, I, I'm a true believer as part of our health plan is also a sense of community, you know, and whether that be other dog owners or people in your neighborhood, but just having those real meaningful interactions with other people. Now, now, now I can bond with people that have dogs, even if my dog's not there, whereas before I couldn't. So I've opened up a whole new avenue of people yeah. that I can like, uh, you know, uh, support, they can support me and just have a conversation with, show them gratitude, they can show me gratitude, whatever the case may be. And I think that's so important, not only from a, a health point of view, mental health, but don't even get me, we, we could talk a whole different hour just on the mental health of having a, a pet yeah. and having a dog. But, uh, you know, just, again, that sense of community and purpose. Yeah, yeah. Gratitude yeah, is is a big component of, of healing and just being able to open up other avenues where you can express that gratitude makes, you know, all the difference. I think it's pretty much a game changer um, for people, you know, um, finding better in life. You know, it's, you know, like you, I try to also help my clients focus on gratitude and, you know, it's like find something to be grateful for each day. You know, it's like, even if you're not where you want to be, even if, you know, your health is not where you want it to be, there's always something to be grateful for. You know, if you start off, you know, even just small of, okay, the sun's out today. I'm grateful that the sun's out. You know, it's like there's always something to be grateful for. And once you start looking for those things and you start putting yourself in that space of gratitude, you know, even if it starts out small, you start finding more and more things to be grateful for. And then when you're, when you're more and more grateful, your mind shifts, you know, so that's just one one of the other avenues um, that can be used for making the great mind shifts that a person needs in order to be happy, fulfilled, and healthy. So, yeah. So I love that. I love your community story. So yeah, awesome. I, I want to. Right. Mikhail, Mikhail, I, I want to take it one step further, and I 100% okay. agree with you. Start start somewhere. The sun is out. What have you? And uh, I, I totally I totally love that. I would challenge people if you're already at that spot to go a little deeper. So yes. I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for my dog. I'm grateful I have a job. That's all great, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I would say take another layer or two layers down. Peel the onion back. So I could say I'm grateful for my daughter, which I am. Or I could say I'm grateful for the way she smiles when I give her, a, you know, a, a toy. Or I make dinner for her and she thanks me. I'm grateful of the smile she gives me when I make her favorite meal. And just go a little bit deeper and a little bit, you know, and then it, you just, I think you just bring a little bit more connection and you know energy and resonance when you can take it another little deeper again start where you're at everyone start where you're at and if it's just hey i'm grateful for my family that's awesome when you get to that point take it a couple layers down and then that's really really when you're really going to start to feel the power of gratitude i feel anyway Awesome, awesome. All right, so um, let's kind of come back around then to um, Deepak, the entrepreneur and coach. So you um, have some new stuff coming. So I know you just started, like, uh, your own new podcast, and you have a summit coming up as well. So, you know, some of the listeners might be interested in that. So why don't you tell us a little bit more, you know, about, um, about your podcast and summit and things of that nature. What do you have coming up? Yeah, thank you, Michaela, for bringing that up. Yeah, so I started a podcast um, a couple months ago now. So I think at the time of uh, this interview here, we're uh, just uh, for Friday, this coming Friday, 
we're going to be releasing episode nine. So again, it's relatively new. We're getting some pretty good traction already. So it's called the Deepak Saini show. And I don't know if we'll put that link or something there, but you know, it's on YouTube uh, and it's on Spotify and you know, all the places that you've, that you've listened to, uh, to podcasts. And now I'm all about health and reverse effects of aging, as we discussed, but this podcast is uh, just, it's basically interesting conversations with interesting people. So yes, of course I have health related people, financial people, marketing type of people, digital marketing type of people. Uh, I'm going to have a crypto expert on other, you know, performance coaches and all everything in between. Long story short is like, if I either find somebody interesting, I'm going to have them on or if like, I need to know about this topic. I'm going to find an expert about this topic and then I'll have them on. So it's not specifically health related. It's wide, wide ranging. Uh, we, you know, our first episode, we had uh, an ex-CIA spy turned executive coach. So that was very interesting. Uh, our second episode was, uh, was the guy who gave Tony Robbins his first job. So, you know, we've had some really, really interesting, uh, very, uh, they're all the guests have been exceptional, but some really, really interesting ones. So, yeah, so it's relatively new, and uh, please uh, please check it out. And then uh, thank you for bringing the summit as well. So this coming, uh, so December uh, 8, 9, 10 of uh, 2023, I'm hosting my own summit. First time I'm, I'm running it. Uh, I'm pleased to say it, it, it's a lot of work, people. Running your own summit is a lot of work. <laughs> but I'm, pl- I'm pleased to say we have some really, really big names in the health and wellness space. So this is health focused. It's again, it's kind of staying on brand, reversing the effects of aging. So we have 20 plus, I think we're almost near 30 speakers now uh, over the three days talking to everything. Uh, essentially the way I, I structured is, or I wanted to structure it is like everything that I would work with a client for a year in my one-on-one coaching program, uh, all the things I've already mentioned earlier in our interview, uh, I was trying to find, you know, the experts on that. So we have a number of experts on mindset, a number of experts on nutrition, but coming from different angles, a number of experts on movement coming from different angles, uh, fasting, uh, and then some, you know, doctors talking about like, you know, some of the latest and greatest in scientific stuff, you know, exosomes and stem cells, a number of uh, talking about sleep, talking, uh, people talking about nature and getting in more nature, how to be a, an advocate for your, a patient advocate for yourself and, and others uh, and, and, and numerous other topics. So I'm super excited about it. Again, December 8, 9, 10. Uh, it's a free, free summit for everyone. So, yeah, I'd love to see some of your audience uh, join us for that. And, uh, yeah, I'm super excited about it. Awesome, awesome. All right, and then um, your freebie um, is called, uh, what's it, Seven Secrets to Reverse Aging Habits in Minutes a Day. Is that what it is? That's did I get correct. that right? Yeah. yeah, you did. <laughs> all right, all right. And so you can get Deepak's freebie at deepaksaneyhealth.com slash freebie, and I will drop that link on the page if you guys um, didn't write it down. His name is spelled S-A-I-N-I for reference for those of you who are listening. All right, so um, – we're kind of coming to um, the close of the show, um, but, you know, we still have a little bit more time. So tell me, okay, I always kind of get at the end of the things, you know, it's like I try to kind of get into the mind of the guests, if you will. So do you have any regrets in life? What is your, what is your biggest regret? What, you know, nuggets of wisdom can you offer the listeners here? Yeah, no, thank you for the question. So, I'm going to go back. I think many people can relate to how I used to be. And this is going to tie into the answering your question. I'm trying to climb the corporate ladder. I'm just, you know, and I, again, remember, I was overweight and sick all the time. 
trying to make it to the end of the day, trying to make it to the end of the week, wait for that next vacation where I can finally relax, you know, wait for that next, you know, promotion or that raise because maybe that'll fulfill me somehow or, or be the catalyst for some positivity or what have you. And just doing the whole corporate, corporate thing. Um, when my first daughter was born, I think it was, let me think, uh, five months, sorry, seven, seven months prior, I just got a big promotion. I, you know, I, I was finally in management. I'd finally worked my way up and the company was into management. Uh, and I was trying to prove myself. I was the youngest uh, of my peer, peer group uh, by far. And I was really trying to prove myself and really trying to still climb that corporate ladder at the same time of going through all my health challenges. My youngest daughter was born. Um, and this is, this is where, this is where it comes with my biggest regret. Um, so my company gave me, you know, five days of paternity leave to, to deal, you know, with the birth and all that stuff. I actually brought work to the hospital. So, you know, my wow. wife is sleeping, the baby's, you know, sleeping or what have you, but I'm like, I'm sitting there and, you know, one could say like, Oh, okay. Well, they were sleeping anyway. Like might as well be productive or something like, no, that's, I don't, I take a different viewpoint now than I did then. It was like, I was not present. I was not being present to support my wife, to spend that quality time with my daughter. I brought work, uh, you know, and it just, it was, it was ridiculous. And it's one of my, one of my biggest regrets that I didn't spend. Yes. I took the five days off. I wasn't at work, but I was doing some work. And that, and I, I still to my day, to this day, it's like, it's the biggest regret. I wish I could take that time back and just like put it all aside. Cause guess what? It didn't matter. Nothing, no fires happened. My team that, you know, reported to me, they m- moved on. My boss never called on anything like any deliverable that, you know, during that period, like it, it didn't matter at all. So that's my biggest regret. And I just, I guess would sort of, and I, we all have our own situations. I totally understand that, but you know, just I challenge people like looking at your life, like what are you doing? That's not actually a value. That's like not making impact and where you could make impact by being more present with your children or with your wife or, or your spouse or whatever the case may be. Right. So that's, that's my biggest regret still to this day. And that was, that was 13 years ago, almost 13 years ago. Okay. Wow. All right. So any final thoughts or advice um, for those that are listening, you know, based on, you know, what we talked about today, you have anything else you would like to add or. Yeah, I, I think, you know, again, I'll answer it this way. So, you know, I said, right, you introduced my bio and right that, and I've said it a number of times, you know, I have a plan to be centenarian plus. And a lot of people like cringe at that because like they have this notion of what maybe their parents or their grandparents went through or this idea we have in our society of what aging looks like. So one of my biggest things is to really break that, that, that notion of what aging is. And aging doesn't look like now what it did for your parents or your grandparents, right? We have all these you know, best practices and cutting edge technologies. And, but again, it's not about living longer. It's about like thriving longer and a longer health span. So wherever you're coming from, right? Some people might be on the couch. Some people might be somewhere along their journey. It doesn't matter where it is. You can always start wherever you're at. There's no one size fits all for anything, nutrition, movement, what have you start somewhere and just build on that. Take one healthy habit, build, you know, take it, layer in another one at some point in the future. And at some point you're going to crowd out the bad habits. If I don't, again, I don't like to use bad, good, you know, judgment kind of statements, but the things that are not serving you, 
they'll get crowded out as you add in, you know, new healthy habits for the goals that you actually want or that you're telling yourself that you actually want. Implement them slowly. Start somewhere. Everyone can do it. It's never too late. I've had 73-year-old, you know, grandmas start to do strength training and dramatically uh, change their health. It's never too late to start. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So one last thing. I'm going to put you on the spot now. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. <laughs> Sometimes I have a tendency to, 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 um, to go off script. So, you know, don't worry. It's not anything bad. So tell me and the listeners something interesting about yourself that we may not know. Okay. Okay. This, I, you know, it's funny enough. I, I get this. It's, it's sometimes worded a little bit differently, the question, but I, I get this somewhat regularly. So here's, here's the fun fact, like stupid fact about me. Uh, I am, uh, I'm like a survey junkie. If I get like an online survey and sometimes they come from like, you know, like the, the national survey companies, blah, 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 about, you know, policy or whatever. It doesn't matter what. Uh, you know, I'm not talking like stupid, like what kind of quiz or what kind of cat would you be if we're like, I'm not talking that kind of stuff. I'm talking about like, you know, like stuff like consumer reports and, you know, that these kind of things. If I get any of these surveys, like I have to fill them out. I'm like addicted to them and I'm trying to break this habit because it's a waste of time, <laughs> right? It's a waste of time. I'm trying to spend time with my family, make an impact on my clients and grow my business. I mean, sometimes it takes five or only 10 minutes, but like I am like a survey junkie. I feel somehow in my being, it's probably my mitochondria talking to me to drop the science word there <laughs> that are telling me you will actually make an impact. Your answers to this survey will actually sway public policy and make an impact. So like, I feel like I have to do them. So that's, uh, that's the thing that most, many people, I'm, I'm sharing that a little bit more lately, but many people don't know that about me. And it's, it's, it's crazy and ridiculous, but that's, that's what it is. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate you, you know, stepping outside your comfort zone and sharing that fun fact with us. All right. So we are pretty much at the the end of our show, and I have enjoyed having you here, Deepak. Um, So be sure to visit Deepak's website at deepaksanehealth.com. You can reach him there, and you can also grab his freebie, Seven Secrets to Reverse Aging Habits in Minutes a day. Um, and I assume that there's probably information there for your, um, for your new podcast as well, correct? Um, I will also drop that link um, on the page. Um, so you can find all of his links if you didn't write it down at livingnaturallyforlife.com slash radio. So his links will be there um, for the time being. And you can easily go there and grab them and, you know, get to um, his information. While you're there, please also check out all of my own resources, um, including affirmations, meditation, ebooks and freebies, including my awesome newest freebie at um, livingnaturallyforlife.com slash free scan to learn all about how your emotions affect your physical health, which I'm sure Deepak kind of understands that one too because it's all interconnected. So it has been uh, awesome having you here, Deepak, and thank you to everyone that is listening. Uh, Michaela, can I just say can I just say one thing first? I think I just wanted for the listeners. I think if you get the free download guide, 
uh, again, deepaxinhealth.com forward slash freebie, um, then you're going you're gonna to be part of my ecosystem and you're going to like get all the updates on podcasts and Summit and everything. The Summit actually does have its own URL, so it's a, maybe we'll, we'll drop that. But just, just so that you know exactly what everything that I'm going on with, that's probably the best way. Download the free guide, get a good resource, and then join the ecosystem. So, And, uh, and Michaela, thank you. I've had so much fun on, on this, and you're a great interviewer, so I really appreciate you having me on today. <laughs> Well, thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. I, I you know I love um, being able to educate the listeners and being able to bring a, an additional perspective um, to things and to offer more information and tools for people to live, you know, happier, happier and healthier lives in a natural way. You know, um, you know, as I often say, in my show it's kind of open to to almost anything that is about living naturally. You know, so there are different ways to do that and there are different schools of thoughts to do that as well so there's not one way to accomplish a goal um, and I find that if people have more tools available to them they may be prone to actually do something about it because not everything is going to to resonate with everyone so it's about finding you know what resonates with you and running with it you know much like you said earlier it's like you know um, you know, um, do this habit, track it for a little bit, and then, you know, see what works, and then try another one, track it for a little bit, see what works, and then before you know it, you you know, you have included all of this other stuff that you didn't have before. So, you know, so I get that. I get that. And, you know, um, it's it's always great to have guests that offer um, offer the listeners additional tools. So, you know, I love that, you know, you're bringing something additional to the table. So, you know, again, thank you for being here. Um, again, um, for those of you listening, DeepakSaneyHealth.com um, is where you can reach him and you can download his freebie. So I encourage you all to do that. Also check out his podcast and his upcoming summit. And, you know, once again, um, it's um, been great having you here. Um, and thank you to everyone who is listening. And until next time, um, in health, this is Michaela Jones, MD, and you have been listening to Living Naturally with Michaela on News for the Soul Radio. Remember, health and wellness is a journey, not a de- destination. Enjoy your life along the way. And in the words of Deepak, and slowing down the aging process will help you enjoy it just a little bit more. So bye for now. Thank you all for listening. Hear all of our previously aired broadcasts of News for the Soul online at newsforthesoul.com. Now let's get back to the show. You're listening to News for the Soul. Life-changing talk radio from the uplifting to the unexplained since January 1997. We began our 25th year in broadcasting in January 2022 and we're just getting started. Exploring the edge of human consciousness and possibility on planet Earth with founder and journalist Nicole Marie Whitney at the helm. What's really real and what's really possible? That is what we want to know. Join us at newsforthesoul.com. newsforthesoul.com 